here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. What I do is not up to you. Some men just want to watch the world burn. I am Iron Man. And Hulk. Smash. You guys know I can move things with my mind, right? With great power comes great responsibility. No games. Welcome to Watchtower. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. And this is our podcast where we embark on a quest to rank Earth's mightiest movies. Um, <laughs> every time I say that, Seth looks at me like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, I'm be- trying to you, make be- it. you believe it now. I keep drawing attention to do it every time I say it, but you just always have this look on your face when you're so excited about I'm, it. I'm proud of it. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> good. Um, this is our Lego Batman episode. The Lego Batman movie. The Lego Batman movie. Yes, is I gotta the title say that correctly. Um, <laughs> uh, it's our first animated movie, which is exciting. Um, we'll have more of that coming up with Incredibles, but uh, and Big Hero Six one day. Yeah, yeah, we gotta do Big Hero Six. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll go ahead with like my. I hadn't seen this film until like we decided to do it. Which is crazy, because I saw the Lego movie and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, I just, this one, like, went under the radar for me. Uh, but it it was, like, amazing. Like, I was so blown away by it. Like, <laughs> it was just, like, it's, uh, it's so good. Like, I just had a blast. Like, this yeah. is one of those times where you watch a movie and I was just like, this is so fun. I'm having such a great time. It and was really great. It is. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's, it's weird how this is such a good movie. Yeah. Because... Lego Movie blew me away. I think that's an incredible movie. Oh, it's it's great. And this is uh, these are movies about toys. Yeah. And it it seems like it would be the most commercial, shallow, yeah, cash cow thing. Yeah. But they're not. They both this and the Lego Movie have something to say. Yeah. In particular, this one has something to say about not just Batman the character, but Batman as this cultural staple icon. icon. Yeah. yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's a crazy time that we're living in when a movie like this that is it's just you think of like movies in the 90s, like the Batman movies in the 90s. They were driven by toy sales. Mm-hmm. They're like, can you put this character in, put all these weird things in to make toys? And then you have a movie that's based on toys and it's so much more satisfying. It's it's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really describe how strange a, a, Strange of a success this movie is. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you saw it, like, opening night or something close to Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, uh, I mean, I played with Legos growing up. Yeah. Quite a bit. And I watched Batman the Animated Series growing up. And this movie, I was kind of the, I feel like the target audience for this movie in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it delivered. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 80% audience score, which I thought was interesting, but, like... Only 80. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, really good, but at the same time, it's, like, 10% less than the critic score, which is weird. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't... What do people not like about it? I don't know. I don't get that. Okay. Maybe... Well, they'll listen to this, and then... Maybe they didn't like how many digs it took at other Batmans. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) No, I don't know. It was... No, it's all love. This movie loves all the Batman. It does. All the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does. It does. Uh, so, yeah, we have one one review, but we're going to save it till the end because 
it gets specific into things that we might talk about anyway. Um, so don't worry, Morgan Freeman, we're not forgetting about you. Um, <laughs> all right, let's just, let's, let's jump into it. Um, so, here on Villain, we've got Batman, we've got the Joker, mm-hmm. we've got about 20,000 other villains. <laughs> lots of villains. <laughs> lots of villains. Well, lots of bad guys. Yes, lots of bad guys. But who is the villain? Who's it's, really it's who's really the villain of this movie? It's Joker. What are you going to say? It's Batman. It's it's kind of Batman. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. Okay. This movie Honestly, we're being critical here. Okay. <laughs> this movie rides that line that we've been talking about where it has a a good story for the main character. Mm-hmm. The protagonist has an identifiable arc and the character changes. Mhm. But it's not specifically heroic. Right. It's a very internal thing. Right, yeah. And that has been kind of a problem in our criteria. That's true, but yeah. But here, it somehow works. Yeah, it does. I don't it works really quite well. know why. Yeah. But, but I do, I definitely, you know, Joker is not the obstacle to be overcome in this movie. Right. It's Batman. It's, it's himself. Yeah. I mean, he goes into the Phantom Zone. Yeah. And the the computer lady in the Phantom Zone, yeah. who calls him Mr. Batman, I love that. Yes, <laughs> Batman. But she's she says, you know, you're kind of a villain. Yeah. It's deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little deep. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. Joker so, is 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 ostensibly the villain. Yeah. Joker's like the obvious choice for the villain, but. Yeah, it's it's kind of Batman, too. I would say the movie, it, it, there's a twist. Yeah. And this arc is so cool because, like, it's just, like, it's so, like, wholesome. Like, it's just Batman, mm-hmm. like, learning how to, like, love again and how to, you know, open up to people. It's just so, it's so endearing. Um, My favorite character is Robin, like, far and above. Oh, like, absolutely. He's, he's adorable. He's amazing. He's perfect. Um. <laughs> I just love everything about because it's just like it took the classic origin of like Robin and Batman and like how that goes about and like the whole adoption thing and just made it super funny but basically still how it goes down mm-hmm. in like the canon. Sure. Um and it's so and it's just hilarious. There's so many funny lines. Like when like when he when Dick is first like walking with Batman and trying to get well with Bruce Wayne and trying to get him to like adopt him. He's like, but all the children call me Dick. And Bruce goes, well, children can be cruel. <laughs> it's so funny. The movie is hilarious. There are yeah. so many great lines. Um, but just like the way that Batman's like, especially through Robin, is is kind of my favorite. Where he like figures out that he's like kind of sacrificing this kid that doesn't deserve to be put in so much danger and like learning how to like protect other people and not just be a hero for the sake of being a hero Mm -hmm. because like that's something I hate about a lot of superhero movies is this idea of like okay but why are they a hero are they just a hero to be a hero like why what motivates them and in this movie Batman's at first just motivated by like really empty things like you know um recognition recognition and being adored and 
And I love, like, the way the storytelling emphasizes that. Just, like, when he comes home to the Batcave and it does, like, the pull-out shots where it's, like, <laughs> jump cuts and it's just, like, empty. Yeah, um, that's great. And then at the end with all the, the parallels where he's heating up, like, four lobster dishes. <laughs> and, like, it's just, it's great storytelling. Um, it is. And the development of his character is, like, incredible. It's so good. It, I love it. But we have to ask the question, what is heroic about it? I mean, I think he learns to fight for something meaningful instead of just uh, shallow, you know? Um, And I think that's heroic. I think a hero that fights for what he cares about is a way better hero than a hero that fights for selfish reasons. Um, Yeah, I agree. Um, I would go so far as to say that this movie is very concerned with you know, Batman as an icon, like we said. Yeah. And it's sort of, you can sort of read the movie as not just the Lego Batman, the character growing, but the character of Batman, period, growing. Oh, yeah. Because the movie seems to exist in this sort of weird space where all previous Batman entertainment still exists. Yeah, because, like, this is... One of the classic problems of Batman is that, like... I've never super loved him as a character because I feel like he never really grows out of that, like, kind of, like, cocky, like, Tony Starkish, like, you know, rich mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And in, in this movie, it, like, fully recognizes, like, this is who he is and he kind of grows beyond it. I It's a lot more character development than I would say has happened in some of the other films, at least oh, on definitely. a personal level no. for Bruce. Um, I, this, well, I mean, the Dark Knight trilogy... That character develops quite a bit. Yeah, over three films. Right, yeah. right. But in a single film, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it, but again, it's sort of looking at it in this kind of meta way. And again, I always I like that. And this movie does take this meta approach, like mm-hmm. a Zack Snyder film would, mm-hmm. um, but in a much more explicit <laughs> okay. way. Uh huh. It's it's really really obvious about yeah, it. Yeah. And, and you know, in Zack Snyder's defense, he can't really do that in the movies he's trying. Anyway, but. It seems to be saying something about Batman as an idea that, you know, Batman doesn't have to just be grim. Batman can be fun. He can be funny. He can be, you know, more of a brother or a dad. He can have a family. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool because the Bat- that character, Batman, has a rich, rich history. And in the films, we tend to only get one one facet of him, which is kind of mm-hmm. grim and dark and yeah. brooding. And there's a lot more to him than that. Yeah. This movie really explores that. And it, like... It makes, it pokes fun at Batman, but in, like, the most loving way possible. Like, it's just, it's, like, the movie is such a fan of itself. That sounds weird, but, like, <laughs> you know, it, like, really understands, like, what it's talking about. And, like, um, you know, saying, like, okay, yeah, like, here are some problems with Batman as a character. He kind of always is the same. And, like, he, this is what we could poke fun at, you know, him being brooding and dark. But then it does mm-hmm. something with that. and. Um, yeah. believably changes the character um, while still maintaining, you know, what we love about Batman. Right. Um, and I would say if you're talking about heroes or villains arc, like a, like the, the villain side of Batman obviously recognizes like what he's doing, how he's putting, you know, people that he should care about in danger and how he's being selfish. Um, but uh, I mean, Joker and him are very opposed on like a basic level of the whole, yes. the whole relationship yes. joke, which Batman 
embraces at the end. It's <laughs> yeah. just so funny because I thought it was hilarious in the beginning when they're like talking about their relationship, mm-hmm. and Batman's like, "I don't do ships." <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that what he says? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, you I'm know, any around. kind of relationship. <laughs> um, I love when he says, "And uh, my greatest villain is Superman." <laughs> And he keeps yeah. saying it. Yeah. And it's just, I love the movies. Po- the movie came out a year after Batman v Superman. Yeah. And it was already making fun of that movie. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, in the end, he embraces that, like, relationship, quote unquote, with Joker. Um, it's Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. The story of this movie is Jerry Maguire, <laughs> which is amazing. And I love, the movie's very self-aware of that. And mm-hmm. when they have the clip of Jerry Maguire... <laughs> The you complete me thing and it just cuts to Batman laughing. That's one of the best bits in the whole movie. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) Um, But it it took the Jerry Maguire story of a guy who learns to to be a little less selfish and to care about others and applied it to Batman. It's just, who would have ever ever thought to have done that? Well, and I think, like, it utilizes um, its side characters so well, too, just to, like further that in every possible way with you know dick who you can't help but love the second he's on screen and you just like want batman to love him michael sarah inspired casting yes yes (laughs) um and then like alfred when he's like at first he's like i don't have a father figure and alfred's like sad about it and then in the end he like changes it and like keeping um keeping barbara a platonic Mm -hmm. you know character where he batman like fawns over her at first but then they have like this friendly rivalry and she's part of the bat family it's all so doesn't good. he call her his platonic work friend yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that's um, good uh it's so good uh is the movie unsatisfying in any way is when when in this hero versus villain criteria i don't think so no i think because i think like you said if if even if you take joker out of the equation and it's just Batman as hero and villain. It's so satisfying in the way he develops. It really is. It's just, yeah, it's it's wonderful. I guess I'll say, this isn't really a criticism, but I, I'm just thinking. If you've never seen any Batman media ever, mm-hmm. this movie is probably confusing. Probably. But no such person exists. Yeah, so. I mean, and you're not really going to go see this movie if you haven't, you know? Right. Because... It's the you know it's right. it's a Batman film mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. The movie presupposes that you've grown up with Batman, right? Because we all have. You know, we've seen yeah. this character. He's much older than us. He'll be here long after we're gone. Yeah. So it you know it works. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I guess we're done. Spectacle. Oh yeah. In the, <laughs> the next criteria point. Um, <laughs> Okay, I gotta start off with, like, a criticism of the spectacle before I get into how amazing the spectacle is, just so we're being fair here. Um, I think it is a little busy. I think if I was a kid watching this movie, I would be, like, lost at some points. It just moves, like, the images are so colorful and they move so fast sometimes, it's really hard to keep up with. Mm. I love the flash of it. I think it, it works great, but I think sometimes it's like overload like sensory overload you're just like what like this is so much um Hmm. okay i didn't feel that okay well that's a slight criticism okay um but like i said i like it so it's fine i just think like especially as a kid watching that i'd be a little overwhelmed but that's what kid isn't that the way kids are yeah but i think it takes it too far (laughs) okay um personally uh 
but I, I, I never, like, I was never, like, lost. Um, and uh, as long as I got all the little, like, jokes and quips, which I did, like, that was, you know, all that counted. Um, the coloring's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the color palette of the, like, uh, the moody, like, blue and gray tones. And then, like, the, like, almost, like, fuchsia, like, purple and orange stuff going on. It's awesome. Um, and it's shot incredibly incredibly well yes there were some shots in this film where i was like that is like one of the best shots i've ever (laughs) seen in the movie where when after the bomb the scenario at the beginning yeah and the batmobile turns into the bat wing and then flies to the city and it it goes down close to the water and under the bridge yeah that's an that's a great shot because the camera just falls it the whole time yeah it's it's amazing it's so exciting when uh, when they're in the midst of the fa- uh, the Phantom Zone bad guys attacking the city, and it's the Bat family um, in the in the ship, um, and Alfred is like falling, and you have that like super wide shot of the sky where it's like Batman reaching after mm-hmm. Alfred, and then Alfred's like flying away, and it's like in profile. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's so incredible. <laughs> the action is so exciting to watch, um, and it's just like it's so well shot. There was so much care put into, like, making it super fun in the way that it was shot. Like, w- with the bomb, when it, like, pulls out and it's, like, really wide on the city. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, these are Legos. And then it, like, goes back in. Um, There's so many good jokes. It just yeah. reminded me of the the guy who's, like, Gotham City's built over a void of nothing. It's yeah. just completely contrived, stupid thing. But yeah. you can get away with that in a movie like this. There... I think that's some of the... I don't know if this is necessarily spectacle, and I think we need to take this into account, but, like, comedy... Like, the comedy in this film is, like, just incredible. Like, none Mm -hmm. of it feels... Like, there was never a joke where I was like, wow, that was a bad joke. Like, some of it's so stupid, but it works. Like, when he's like, bat facts, and it's just, like, (laughs) a fax machine attached to his suit. Yeah. (laughs) um, When he says... Look who's bat instead of look who's back. I didn't even notice that one. It's so so funny. Um, I love how he keeps calling the computer pewter. Yeah. And the computer is voiced by Siri, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Also in the the, the opening bomb sequence, when Killer Croc just says, I did something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That part's hilarious. That's... That's, like, a big part of the spectacle, I think, is having all these, like, recognizable, like, comic booky characters that not everyone... Like, not everyone's going to know who all those villains are mm-hmm. um, or who everyone in, like, the Justice League is or any of that. But, like, as someone who's read, like, some Batman comics, there was even some stuff that I got really excited about. Like, when when uh, Robin goes from Robin to Nightwing and he, oh, like, yeah. and he makes some yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. quip about, like, getting broodier and right. more intense like i was like yes nightwing like it's so exciting um this robin could never be nightwing <laughs> this version of robin no. <laughs> but uh i just i loved i loved all the i thought it like had the perfect balance of like here are some moments that comic book fans are gonna get and then just like here's the general for everyone you know yeah absolutely but i think it largely pulls from batman media yeah like television movies and, and movies and television, yeah. it's very very influenced by the 60s show batman yeah. 66 the movie and the show uh the plot is 
kind of a remake of Batman the movie, mm-hmm. where in that movie all the villains come together and they say, okay, we're going to we're gonna all work together finally to take down Batman. That's how we're going to get him. And that that's the plot of this I movie. I will say, like, it's a children's movie, so this isn't something I'm, like, upset about or anything. But I will say that, like, the minute the Phantom Zone was mentioned, I was like, Joker's going to get all the villains from the Phantom mm-hmm. Zone. Like, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, and it kind of all played out as I would have expected it to. There weren't really any twists for me there, but that was okay. But did you expect the villains, the Batman villains, to come and help him? No, in the end? I did okay. not expect that. I, exactly. So that was good. Because I felt the same way. And then when, ha- when that happened... I, I thought, oh, that's so cool. I'm glad they did that. I do have to say, it kind of dragged for me when you got up to the point where the Batman, where the, all the Batman villains joined Batman. It started to drag for me a little bit. I think because, um, you know, it got into the third act with like 45 minutes left, mm-hmm. and so after like you go through all the fighting with the with the bad guys from the Phantom Zone, and then there's like a round two where you bring in the Batman villains. It was just a little too much, I think. I definitely know what you mean. For me, though, it's more the the characters from the Phantom Zone, which, you know, it's kind of cool that Warner Brothers is leveraging their intellectual property. Yeah. Like, you've got Sauron and and uh, Voldemort and whatever. Yeah. That's kind of neat. That's the part where it kind of dragged for me. Yeah. Like, at first, at the very beginning of that, it's like, oh, cool. Like, all these villains I recognize. But then mm-hmm. you're like, okay. Like, yeah. The joke... It kind of wears thin it, it, a little bit. Yeah, it goes on and on. Um, but the ending is is the ending saves it all. Oh yeah, the ending's great. Um, I thought the music was great. I just thought it was like so exciting to watch. Like it was just a blast. Like I don't know what else to say there. Did you like the? I wrote down the children's choir version of "Man in the Mirror." Yeah. <laughs> all the all the Michael Jackson stuff was was awesome. It was it was hilarious, but uh. The score was, uh, oftentimes it was riffing on Hans Zimmer, which I thought was hilarious. Right, yeah. <clears throat> and it, I'm trying to remember what else the score did that was kind of unique. I don't know. I guess it, in the, like, the 60s section, it it sounded like Batman 66, which was kind of cool. Um, I did like the original songs. Yes, they were great. <laughs> um, I really, like, was amazed by how like emotionally moved i felt by this film like when when the bat family takes the picture together it's like the same picture that like bruce took with his parents yeah, and yeah. he's like getting emotional about it i was like wow <laughs> and like when he when the justice league is having a party and then he like has to take the picture of all of them it was so sad oh my god there's i love the passive aggressiveness towards green lantern <laughs> yes it's so good and jonah hill plays green lantern yeah and uh, they actually, I think they're both reprising their roles from the Lego movie. But yeah, all of that is great. Superman is kind of like a jock. Yeah. That was, that's a stroke of genius. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, it was, it was so good. But yeah, the the family photo thing, the, Robin says, holy family photo at the end. Yeah. And they put it on the wall. Yeah. It's, uh, it, yeah, like I said, it, it's, a, it's a side of Batman that is never, ever seen in mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. But you get it in the comics, you get it in... I don't know. I guess in the... Actually, in Batman Brave and the Bold... Did you ever see that cartoon? No. This movie reminds me of that a lot. And okay. It really leaned into the 60s, into like the Silver Age stuff, where Batman... Just weird things happen to him, and it can be very funny. Um, but anyway, to sort of... To see that... That side of Batman in a mainstream movie was... It was a revelation. I thought I would never... I thought I would never see Robin done right in yeah. a movie. 
and they found a way. He was perfect. Like, when he first, the first part where he's talking to Bruce and trying to get adopted, I was like, I'm going to get annoyed by this kid. But I never did. Like, he is just so genuinely wonderful. <laughs> and when he's like, my dads are the same dad. Like, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I was, like, super psyched about Barbara Gordon because I love Batgirl. And, like, mm-hmm. she was great like it was just great the interplay between her and batman and oh man it was so good when she got the batgirl costume at the end i got so excited because i was like he was like going through all the costumes i was like come on (laughs) batgirl yeah it's the classic one batgirl was invented by the batman tv show really she did not exist before that wow so that's it's just cool that they're that they're leaning into that legacy yeah that's pretty cool yeah, I don't think there's much bad you can say about the spectacle. It's pretty spectacular. It yeah, it's every frame is oh, okay. Here's my chance to talk about the Lego movie and the Lego Batman, okay. the aesthetic. So I remember the first time I saw a trailer for the Lego movie, mm-hmm. um there was that second where you go, is that stop motion? Yeah. It can't be stop motion. Yeah. It, it can't be. It's too it's too beautiful. But they found a way to like mix. Yeah, they mixed it. I, I mean, it was an, it's yeah. an animated film. It's yeah. computer animated entirely, but they make the figures look plastic. Mm-hmm. They have like a little the little texture. You can it looks like they were painted, um, and they keep it at a low frame rate mm-hmm. to make it look like stop motion. And that was that. So it's not stop motion at all, but it's it, like computer no. animated. Yes, it's computer really animated cool. to look like stop motion. That's really cool. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing because that's you know I did that growing up. Made stop, and that's uh, a huge sort of cottage industry yeah, is stop motion yeah. animated Lego movies. Yeah, for them to pay tribute to that was it was a complete completely brilliant. Well, I just I love like how. Like, a lot of, at just the right moments, they call attention to the fact that these are Legos. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not always present, um, and you can forget about it, but, like, at just the right moments, like, when the lava's spewing, and, and it looks like actual lava, but then, like, when it lands, it's, like, little bit pieces, like, Lego pieces. Right. And yeah. then, like, when they use their heads to connect to, yeah. like, bridge, <laughs> like, they're, you know, it at just the right moments, it's, like, these are Legos, and we're going to use that to our advantage. Um, right. Is uh, it's genius. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So the Lego movie had something to say about toys and creativity and mm-hmm. had a father son element, and it used the Lego brand in such a creative way. It said something meaningful. But, and this was sort of a, a reservation I had going into this movie, mm-hmm. was I expected it to be good because the Lego movie was so great and Will Arnett was so funny. Mm-hmm. I expected to be entertained at least. Does it leverage the Lego brand in a meaningful way? Hmm. That's a that's a interesting question. I'm not sure it does like the Lego movie does. Okay. Um. Hmm. Because I feel like the Lego movie is much more conscious of like these are Legos, and I feel like this movie is it's a Batman movie, mm-hmm. but it just uses the um. I guess, platform of, like, being like, if that makes sense. It does. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, because the Lego movie, like, is, like, these are Legos. We're diving into, like, the lives of Legos. Right. Like, this, you know, the Batman movie, while it does have those moments of, like, these are Legos, um, it doesn't really capitalize on it. Could um, it have been made 
could you have made an animated Batman film telling this story without the Lego branding? I think so. Really? I think you would lose some of the some of the like comedic moments, but I don't think it would hugely alter anything about it. I used to think that, and rewatching it, I realized I don't think so. I think you okay. have to have the Lego branding yeah. to make sense of everything. Because again, I you know, I read this movie as this isn't just about the Lego Batman character. This is about Batman. Right. As as a brand. Right. And when you have the sort of joke of here's Batman as a product, as mm-hmm. a piece of plastic, you can okay. do all these really funny things. Yeah, that makes sense. And I I lost it when he's like watching like the Tom Cruise romantic movie. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, yeah. sorry. It I keep forgetting the name of it. And like <laughs> and at first I was like, wait, like real people on screen and then I was like, Oh my god, we watch animated movies and they're watching yeah. movies and like, it's so funny. Like just like the way yeah, the way it keeps that world. Right, right. Um, and it's again Jerry Maguire is a Warner Brothers film. Right. And all the characters who show up are Warner Brothers. Right. And it's just I don't know, it's like the Lego movie, it's saying something I don't it's saying something kind of meaningful about yeah, products are products and they're made for profit, but they have meaning in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Batman is meaningful to, to a lot of people. Legos are meaningful to a lot of people. And I think it does something creative with that. Yeah. I agree. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, this movie's doing really well. But what happens when we go into morality? Uh, it passes with flying colors. Uh, yeah. okay. If you want to make the world a better place... <laughs> Take a look at yourself and make a change. Yes. That's all you need. That's a great lesson. No, it is. It's (laughs) it's very simple, but this movie does, and part of this, sure, is maybe because it's a kid's movie and kid's movies tend to do this better, but I think so many superhero movies, like we talked about with Watchmen, um, and any movie really, but we're talking about superhero films, take these like high moral concepts and try to do A, too many of them, Mm -hmm. and B don't know how to make them complex while also making them clear if that makes sense like you should be able to understand the message and yeah maybe it's a complex one but I should be able to like gather it from the film I think this one picks one thing and just does it extraordinarily well yeah and like when you do that I'm never dissatisfied you know um because it it takes this idea of like a like Batman being selfish and self-centered and through all these supporting characters and through the plot and like in everything that he has to encounter, like it, it shows, it holds a mirror up to him and helps <laughs> like literally and helps yeah. him like change, like through the way he like looks back on the other iterations of Batman, you know, through everything, like it all builds toward this theme of like self-improvement and yeah. like learning to love others. It's really great. <laughs> you said it, you were acting like it wasn't though. I feel like you talked yourself out of no, your own I argument. Mean, no, I just, I just, I, I was, I was playing devil's advocate for a minute because okay. just because like so many times when we get into the morality section, we're like, look at all these different ideas and you know right. like deep right. like stuff and like it yeah. picked one thing. Yeah, it picked one thing right. and it just did it extraordinarily well. Yeah, I agree, and I think it, it, it actually goes to the extent that it puts the moral message up on the screen. Yeah. Literally, that's how the yeah. movie opens. This is yeah. with the Michael Jackson quote. 
Batman. And then it does like a little. That's hilarious. Maybe that's a lesson. Maybe movies shouldn't be afraid to put their morality in letters on the screen. Okay, I don't know that I'd go I, that far. I'm kidding, but, but I was I was gonna say the movie's crystal clear about its message, mm-hmm. and yet, like the Lego Movie, it's able to say something that's a little more complex, a little mm-hmm. more nuanced. What with uh, saying, you know, to me, I look at this movie and I say, and and I see, you know, all the stuff about the, the Batman as as a product and as an icon and a cultural myth or whatever. Mm-hmm. But is it saying, you know, Batman as a character has to change to survive into the 21st century or whatever? Well, maybe. And I think m- maybe. But you can, you've got your crystal clear message. Right. And then there's enough stuff there for, you know, an adult viewer or whatever. If you want to read into it, it's there. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, I think more films should try to do something like that because I think... I think that's viewed as a very, like, children's movie kind of thing where it's like, ah, just pick this one idea and then it's like, you know, put it up on screen and, you know, just, like, have it be so present. But at the same time, it's never overbearing. Mm-hmm. You're never like, uh, this again. You know, it, it's just, like, right. so well done. I think uh, superhero film genre is, in some ways, it's it's kind of been perfected. Yeah. In other ways, it hasn't. Right. Like, with... The Zack Snyder films, Batman v Superman in particular, it's reaching, it's ambitious, it's trying to do something. Yeah. Age of Ultron, it's trying to do something and it misses it. Yeah. So I think the genre is kind of going through growing pains a little bit, which is good. It's it's very good to do that. Um, and I just, uh, this movie shows another way. Well, you want to know what's unique about this movie too compared to a lot of the other su- uh, superhero movies that we talked about. Maybe... I don't know, like, whether they intend to make more Lego movies that are, like, based in the same universe. Maybe another Lego Batman movie, because this one did really well. I don't know. But so many Marvel movies, their morality gets so skewed because they're trying to build into this, like, bigger universe and keep it consistent. And therefore, the morality in movies, we wind up getting sick of it because it feels repeated or Mm -hmm. it gets contradicted in the following film. This film was very standalone. Very right. standalone. And right. I think that allows you to, you know, have more, I guess, leeway when it comes to you're not trying to, like, build upon morality of, like, other films leading up to it or, like, set up for something else. And you're also not repeating something, you know, because it's not, like, a sequel. I don't know. I think that's a problem I have with a lot of Marvel films. Um, oh, sure. You've said many times how Tony Stark in particular just repeats it just repeats yeah. yeah and so i think that's the strength of this film is that it is a standalone um and i think we'll see that with you know like the incredibles i feel that way about um it's not standalone anymore but it was for a very well, long time no it still is okay <laughs> it's just like the matrix one will always you know that'll always yeah, work by itself yeah um but there aren't a lot of other superhero movies that are just like one-offs I mean, Watchmen kind of. Uh, I, well, is... I would say most of them were for a long time. They were for a long and time. They're not anymore. Uh, yeah, what we've been talking about from pretty much probably two thousand on, I would say a lot of them are. Uh, I would I would say actually, Iron Man two is where it ended. Really. Yes. Wow. Iron Man one standalone. Dark Knight standalone. Batman Begins standalone. Uh, 
but but they're still like they're still like in a franchise and therefore there is some expectation of like setup and payoff. Hmm. I don't know. That's something to think about. But okay. we're kind of Well, let's let's talk about it. Oh, right now? What sure? <laughs> this is a really short episode. We just we just gushed about this movie nonstop. Yeah, okay, you're right. Okay. Uh <laughs> Oh, you say we need some filler now? Uh, uh no. Okay, wait. Before we before we do this, can we talk about the the credit song and how it's like this is this is to make the producers and the parents happy <laughs> and it's just like we're all best friends now and we're happy and because <laughs> friends are family yeah it's great <laughs> well and the movie opens though with dark music that would yeah. make the producers Darkness. unhappy yeah <laughs> and then like the white at the end oh man yeah it's it's so self aware in the best way it is so self aware um. Oh, yeah, I wrote another essay. Oh, god, Not really. but And then we got to read our review, because there's more we, to okay. talk about with that. Let me read this. Okay. And I'm going to try to fit this into morality. I think it fits. Okay. In, in the way that in Wonder Woman, instead of focusing so much on the moral message of that story, mm-hmm. what I responded to was the portrayal of uh, a female superhero, basically. Right. Same. So, it, yeah. So this movie finally, finally did the Bat family right. Yeah. Batman is such a rich character. He can be the Dark Knight, but he can also be the caped crusader. He can be funny, weird, even playful. This movie explores the many facets of the character that have been left out of the films and mainstream representation. And that is... I I kind of read a moral statement into that, saying... You know, family is very important. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not always about defeating evil. It's it's about, you know, building lasting relationships with people. Yeah, I think so. And I think on the idea of, like, building upon and even, you know, almost criticizing these other versions of Batman, I think so many of the, especially recent superhero movies, get so caught up in, like, translation of the character from like comic book to screen because you're always going to have people who are upset when the character's slightly different and mm-hmm. then like if the character's worse than the comics people are unhappy worse than the portrayal in the comics in their opinion people are unhappy if the character's better than the portrayal of the comics it's like well but it's not the original and i think right. this film like so cherishes all the other iterations of batman but is like hey like maybe this is a way that he can go forward in the future and be more even more accessible and an even better more um rich character absolutely i mean these characters have existed for almost a century now um precisely because they have been reinterpreted yeah so why don't the movies do that yeah so this movie to me is it's it's it shows the promise of a bright superhero film future well, and I do I do really love this the ideas that we're running into, especially in modern day franchise films of like, hey, maybe we have to change to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and some do that really well and some do it really poorly. Um, you know, Last Jedi tried to do that. Um, that's an example. Failed miserably. Of, in your opinion, yes. <laughs> um, uh, we're not going to get into that right now because we already did this. But, uh, you know, it took it took what it considered to be like old star wars tropes and like tried to flip them and this film doesn't necessarily flip any tropes but it it 
kind of more deeply explores like Batman's flaws and his characteristics. Oh, sure. yeah. Um yeah, yeah. and like Marvel's <clears throat> trying to do something kind of new with this turnover with like Infinity War. And so I'm really I'm really loving the idea of like, hey, how can we make this character or this franchise or this idea sustainable without losing what we love about it? Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie like does really well. Do you think this will sort of pave the way for multiple series of a single character. We've got this Spider-Man animated movie coming out mm-hmm. that looks really, really good based on the trailer. Yeah, And, you know, hopefully that movie will show that, you know, these characters are so rich that you can have as many movies as you want, as many directors, as many writers working on these as you want, because that's how comics have always been. I hope so, because, like... You know, with with Marvel, especially, like, you've got Iron Man and Captain America and these heroes that, like, Marvel's like, do we kill them off because Mm -hmm. our actors are done? Like, what do we do? Because, like, someone like me who loves Captain America, I don't want to, I'd almost rather him get killed off in a meaningful way than have him just kind of, like, fade into the background because, like, his actor doesn't want to do it anymore. But I love this idea that there can be other iterations, you know. um, Right going on uh but you do you do risk superhero fatigue if the iterations aren't all done well and have something new to bring to the table a lot of people were really like tired and groaning when spider-man homecoming came out because they were so sick of spider-man because it's like three franchises in like 15 years um but i think yeah i think if What's so great about comics is that all these iterations of the heroes always bring something new to the table, something different. Um, you know, you cherish each writer's interpretation because mm-hmm. it, it does something different, but it's still that hero that you love. So, yeah, I would love to see more of that um, because I think so many of these characters have so much to offer um, and that, yeah, why not? Why not find new and interesting ways to keep telling their stories? Right. So. I think the MCU would really struggle to do that because they have built... You know, that's antithetical oh, to yeah. exactly what they offer. Yeah, for sure. But I think that's an incredible opportunity for Warner Brothers and DC to step in and say, you know, we're going to show you this other side of superheroes. That, that would be great because then DC is no longer just like riding Marvel's right, coattails and right. doing a bad job of it. Because, you know, they they tried to do a cinematic universe in half the time that Marvel yeah. did and it failed. Um, like a quarter of the time. A quarter of the yeah. time, yeah. And it, it failed and like hopefully that's a sign well, to them Aquaman like, comes out this year it might be really good okay sure hey I'm just, just I have no I have no faith in anything DC does anymore because if you look at their track record it's not great there's a lot of uh shake up at Warner Brothers right oh, now management I, that does changes not surprise me so you know hey it's there's potential yeah uh, after Justice League we we need it um Okay, I, I want to read this review. Okay. Um, and it'll help us talk about more things we love about Lego Batman before we rank it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't know if I should share. No, I won't. Anyway, it's from Morgan Freeman. Um, <laughs> and Morgan Freeman said, hey, guys, my friend Ben, for those of you not keeping up with this saga, Ben Affleck wrote in a couple of weeks ago and said some stuff that confused Seth because he used big words and so Morgan Freeman said my friend Ben told me not to use too many big words or Seth will get confused so I'll keep this nice and simple um, which is kind of a hilarious dig at you Seth I like it um, hey 
That email was pretentious. <laughs> it was pretentious. Um, Thanos's clear superiority over Killmonger's written characters demonstrative of okay, the primacy okay. of spe- specificity <laughs> of goal over compelling motivation. That's a lot. That's a yes. lot. Anyway, the this is much. This is much more concise. Um, so here's some <laughs> distinct thoughts that we can comment on. Um, excellent opening scene. The writing is both efficient and deeply funny. Yeah, I probably laughed the most in the opening scene. I was just like, and maybe it was because I didn't know what to expect. And that opening scene just like throws like the comedy at you. Um, mm-hmm. And and the nature of the film, the, the fast paced quips, you know. Um, right. But I was like dying the whole time. It was deeply so funny. funny. Yeah, I think it's deeply funny. <laughs> Obviously not deeply, is it? Yeah. That's I, what Morgan Freeman said. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to start breaking down his, like, grammatical use now? Is this going to become, like, a <laughs> like a, a thing? I, I was just struck by that. Okay, any comments on the opening scene? Either in support of or I found in it, contest with this statement? I found it deeply funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next. The writing is efficient. It sets everything up in a in a really uh, commendable way. Yeah. Um, he also said, and I really agree with this, villains escape the Phantom Zone only a literal over halfway through, so the story starts to feel slow in Act 3 when it should feel the most intense. Yeah, I, I think it feels a little slow in Act 3. Um, but I agree with you that it, it makes up for mm-hmm. it in the ending. Um, one of the lines was, his smile is our grimace. Um, <laughs> that one was really funny. Um, that is great. Morgan said, oh, here we go. This is getting pretentious. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Uh-oh. just kidding. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's going to, I know who this is, and he's going to get mad at me if I call him pretentious too many times. This is not pretentious. How many, um, how many do you get? <laughs> that's a good question. I've already <laughs> lost count, so probably not many more. Um. Love how the Joker constantly seeks a kind of combative intimacy with everyone he encounters, um, teaming up with a horde of villains twice, wanting something special with Batman, etc. While Batman hates anything that even looks like intimacy, such as when he mocks Alfred, disregards Robin, um, etc., etc. Yeah, I mean that's one of the one of the ways that they're deeply opposed as hero and villain um, is that. You know, Joker's like relationships, and especially with Batman, and then Batman, you know, right, doesn't yeah. want it. No, that is good. That. They're 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 mirrored in that way. Yeah, like it's it's really good mirroring uh, between them, which is something we always look for. Um, Morgan said, the, "The Joker's whole mo is corrupting good people to become more like himself. Everyone is just one bad day from becoming him. The movie stays true to that characteristic, except it shows the Joker's positive qualities." quote-unquote corrupting Batman's negative qualities. The Joker's plan forces Batman to team up with everyone just like Joker would. It might not have been his plan the whole time, but he doesn't seem to mind the end result too much. That is interesting how Batman winds up teaming up with, like, Joker's team of villains. Um, Yeah. That part's reaching for me. I think it's reaching a little bit. Yeah. But... The the Joker... The you-complete-me Joker thing... uh Uh-huh. Now that I'm reading this i'm realizing that that felt a little tacked on because i don't know it, i the, think the crux of the movie is batman realizes he needs people right but joker is you know a homicidal maniac i think previous iterations of joker have focused more on this idea of like oh you're really just like me mm-hmm. um but i don't think this one did it as much yeah 
Sure. Um, Morgan said, they handled the whole master builder thing really well. It was present but didn't overshadow the actual Batman part. He still uses Batman gadgets plenty but didn't forget about his ability to build stuff. Good balance between Lego and Batman. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Like I said, I think it uses the Lego branding in a, in a creative, smart way. Yeah. Um, and then he said, this is my favorite film version of the Batman character, and I think that is very important information since I was in all the Nolan Batman films. <laughs> Apparently, like, this is actually Morgan Freeman's favorite iteration of Batman, which is... Well, that's what he said? Yeah. Right here. You know, he said it. That's, there you go. <laughs> and he said, you guys have a great podcast. Really looking forward to this episode. Cheers. Thanks, Morgan. I hope we don't disappoint. Me too. We kind of just, like, gushed about the film, but it's great. I don't know. Well... I know I said some smart, insightful things. Uh, what? <laughs> Did I not say anything smart or insightful? I didn't say that. Uh, it was implied. I'm just very... I feel good. About... Oh, okay. Well, I feel good, too, <laughs> that I said some smart and insightful things. Okay, we have to rank this film. Uh, okay. Are we using... <laughs> yes, we'll use the Batman 89 filter. There are, like, ten films above Batman 89, though. Okay, I'm just going to go up the list, and we're going to be, like, above or below, and then, yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Wait, is it above or below Batman 89? Above. Okay, good. I think so, too. Okay, next is Age of Ultron. Above. Yeah. Above. (laughs) You hesitated. I don't like that. I didn't think about it. Man of Steel is next. I would say above. Equal. No. No. (laughs) Above. Oh, my God. It's so above. Seth, it's above. Uh, Many reasons. Okay. Let's hear them. First of all... I hate, I hate this. I hate that I always have to do this with Man of Steel. Um, okay. Not always. Not always. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but a lot of time, I feel like I've done it a lot. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. Well, first of all, you've got, uh, I'm not necessarily going to say the hero villain arc is like that much more amazing, but if you're taking Batman as the villain, actually, uh, combining the hero villain arc, mm. yeah, it's, it's better. Um, the spectacle I love way more. Like, this film balances spectacle way better than Man of Steel does because Man of Steel, like we said, is, like, a drama for the first hour and a half. And then, hmm. actually, the first, like, ten minutes is 20, sci-fi action. 24 20, minutes. What? Whatever. 24 minutes is, like, <laughs> sci-fi action. And then it's, like, a drama for, like, an hour and a half. And then it's, like, an hour of just, like, mind-numbing action. Um, So it does, I think it does spectacle better for a lot of reasons. I think... The spectacle is more unique because I think you kind of fall into this thing with Man of Steel where you're like, oh, they're just like slamming into buildings again. Um, if you can't tell, I really don't like the action in Man of Steel. Um, I know. It's so weird. Also, like a very <laughs> clear moral message, whereas Man of Steel presents some ideas, but none of them really like hit it like super specific themes that I like carry away from that film. Mm-hmm. Um, do I need to go on? Well... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seth, you're killing me. No, yeah. It's above. It was, it was well, well, okay. well argued. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say well above, and I was like, you just made me argue all of that? For Okay, anyway. Next is Avengers Infinity War. I think it's also above Infinity yes, War. Yes, I do. I do. So much easier for you to say that. Um. Okay, Black Panther is next. I just rewatched Black Panther. Oh, good. And it was really awesome. It is. It's very good. It's very good. Um, mm, it's a tough one. Yeah, that is really tough. I think where Lego Batman wins for me most obviously on our criteria points would be Spectacle. 
because I think we mm-hmm. talked a lot about the Black Panther spectacle and it wasn't as spectacular. Leaves you wanting a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think like hero villain is pretty much, I don't think. Black Panther wins Well, for hero villain. Well, well, hang on. The hero villain like arc matchup. Yeah. Wins by like miles, but like the hero in Lego Batman has way better development. I think because I found T'Challa's development in Black Panther lacking. It's just me. I didn't. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. What's Um, above Black Panther? What's right above Black Panther? Wonder Woman. Is it better than Wonder Woman? Oh gosh, I hate this. Is hard. This is a really hard one. Um, this movie's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's better than Wonder Woman. Oh my god. I do. I really do. I'm. I can't believe I just said that, but I, I really do. I think it's better. <laughs> <laughs> is this too far? Am I going I don't, too far? Wonder Woman is the most important superhero film ever. Stop mocking me. <laughs> Uh, I I think it's I think it's better than Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wonder Woman's just too uneven. Okay, well I think it's below the next one. What? Spider Man. Yes, I agree. Perfect. It goes in at number six then. I think Man of Steel's better though. Can we put Man of Steel back at the no, top? No, we will. At the top. No, we will have. <laughs> here's what we'll do. <laughs> We're at number like seventeen on our movies li- on our number of ranked movies. When we hit 25, we will have one, one shift in the Pantheon. Just one? Just one. We get one shift every 25. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Does it? I, it's, 25 is a good number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> wow, Lego Batman movie is number six. That's pretty awesome. It's a really good movie. It is. It's really good. Especially on our criteria points. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I was. Really? I was expecting it to be number one. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> I have to call you out. Did oh, I no. call you out about this already? About what? I don't think I did. Was it when I said that Avengers wouldn't be number one? No, I already okay. called you out. I already called you about, called you out about that. I know. That did happen, though. I know. <laughs> but no, you said Oh no. that Avengers was your favorite. Yeah. And then you said Winter Soldier was your favorite. When did I say that? I, many times. <laughs> Last episode, you went, okay. it's my favorite. Okay. Okay. Here are my thoughts on that. <laughs> uh, All I'm saying is when we watch Winter Soldier. Yeah. And you're like, this is the greatest movie ever. Okay. I think Winter Soldier is a better movie than Avengers. Ooh. But that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a better superhero movie. I think it's a better movie movie. Interesting. So the film major in me is like, Winter Soldier's my favorite because like it's actually on my list of like top 20 films. Like, yes. not just favorite, but like best films. Whereas Avengers, for me, I love, but, and I think it's a better superhero movie, but I don't think it's as okay. good of a film. Does okay. that make sense? It does. Yeah. Winter Soldier may not fare as well under our criteria. Right. I'm interested to see what happens there. Okay. Okay. Can I preface it? Because Winter Soldier is soon. Wait, wait. Oh, I don't have my list pulled up. Oh, I need to pull up my list. Hang on, because I need to tell you guys what to send our reviews about. Even though we're not getting enough reviews, send in more reviews. We love them. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're really fun. We always appreciate it. Um, I have a question. I just have one question for you to preface Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, and that is, 
and you better you know, I th- I thought this was an easy answer and then like I had a fight with some friends about it and now I like my entire worldview is shattered. <laughs> um who who's the villain of Winter Soldier? Uh oh, that's easy. That's Robert Redford. Yeah, it's Pierce. Okay. But I literally have people tell me that it's Winter Soldier and I get so mad. Bucky? Okay, anyway, yeah. No. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Okay, so anyway, next week is Deadpool 2. Um, and then after that is Captain America and Winter Soldier. And then Incredibles? Kick-Ass before Incredibles. Can we do Spider-Man 2 instead of Kick-Ass? No, because then it's too much Marvel. I want to do Spider-Man 2. Okay, well, we're getting into a problem anyway, because uh, I wasn't going to, like, bring this up, but I'm going to Ireland, and if I if we don't continue <laughs> this live in Ireland, we have to, like, either take a break or, like, something, so we have to solve that problem anyway. Um, okay. That could change our entire release I, w- I schedule. I would like to do Spider-Man 2. <sighs> Instead of Kick-Ass? Yeah, I don't like Kick-Ass. I don't care if you don't like Kick-Ass. <laughs> Okay, we will consider it. Anyway, the next two are Deadpool 2 and Captain America the Winter Soldier, for sure. I think we need to decide oh. the fate of Spider-Man 2 as serious? soon as possible. Right now. Okay, we're not doing this right now. Not right now. Next episode, we will we will know. Okay. Okay. Anyway, are we done? We've gone off on to- so many tangents on this episode. We have. Um. Okay. Lego Batman movie. The Lego Batman movie. It's amazing. Watch it. What if they called the sequel the Lego Batman film? That's terrible. That would be funny. That's so bad. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we'll see you next time for Deadpool 2. Um, that's all. Bye. <laughs> Nothing clever. I'm sorry. <laughs>